Hello everyone, I am Brandon and I am excited to welcome you all here to the Tansen Talk Show, where of course our mission here is to bring people together. I hope that you all are having an amazing day thus far and I'm so excited to welcome today's guest here today. Please welcome Zachary Valencourt. Thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Brandon. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited to have you on here, my Tansen Talk show. And this is overall the third time I've had you on, you know, my platforms within a year and a half. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. I guess I'm very lucky to be here. It's always good to have consistency and I'm glad to keep telling my story. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear it. And like I said, I'm just glad that you're here and that you asked to come back um, on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's always been a pleasure here. I've enjoyed everything about your podcast, the environment, and especially given the circumstances of tonight, I definitely certainly made a commitment to come here because I enjoyed it that much. Yes, and actually... It, before we go ahead and get started with our discussion, if you're able to reintroduce yourself for the watching or listening audience here today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Zachary Valancourt. I'm currently a rising junior at Virginia Tech. Um, I'm going to be majoring in aerospace engineering. I'm in the program right now, and I'm going to minor in astronomy. I'm in an astronomy club. I'm in a rocketry design team called NASA SL. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. Well, that is all, you know, great to hear. I was, I'm excited to, to, you know, be speaking with you. And even though that you are, you know, a rising junior at Virginia Tech, you are actually speaking with, with us today from a different college campus. Absolutely. Yeah. Right now, this summer, I have two internships, one of which I'm interacting with high school students to design a mock Mars mission. And for that, we are touring NASA Langley and to live nearby to go to Langley every day. I'm currently at Christopher, Christopher Newport University, and that's the dorm I'm in right now. But yeah, that's really, you know, great to hear that you're able to, you know, to multitask and really juggle those internships. And so how has overall the summer 2023, you know, been for you, Zach? Um, it has been very great, but very busy. So in addition to the two internships, I'm also taking a summer class. So like you mentioned a second ago, I've been juggling a lot of different things together. It, Again, it's very busy, it requires a lot of my time, but because it's so invested, I've certainly been putting my all into each of everything I've been doing over the summer. And as a result, maybe just because I'm still in the thick of things right now, it is very fulfilling to know what I've been working on at the beginning, knowing the effort I've put in and then where I am now. So it's tough, but it's very fulfilling so far. Well, I mean, I can, yeah, can tell, I mean, just by the, enthusiasm that you have with stuff from your from our previous conversations and yeah like how do you even so I guess I will ask you know first so going into the summer did you know that you were going to be this busy and have like all the stuff stacked on each other and and actually are you able to even mention like every I guess a gist of everything that you're doing because I know you mentioned you have two summer internships and a course is that it for you? Well, is is that it is a bit of a it's a bit of an understatement, but yeah, I've had to apply for everything previously. I heard from one of my internships in March, um, the one I'm at right now, where I'm at CNU, Christopher Newport University. That is, I heard about that one in uh, February ish. 
So I slowly had the pieces coming together during college. And after I was looking at everything and I finished registering for my summer class in late April, that was when I realized, wow, it is going to be a, a lot of stuff ahead of me. So that was my thought process going into the summer. So I knew it and I, on paper, I could schedule everything that I needed, but it only clicked obviously once I started. To answer the other part of your question where you asked what I'm actually doing, the summer class is dynamics, which is a very difficult engineering course. It applies concepts from another class called statics, but it is more difficult because statics is technically an ideal version of dynamics where to very basically summarize it, the sum of the forces where it's F equals MA, like Einstein's equation, that equals zero in statics, but in dynamics, it doesn't. That's a very succinct version, but that applies to all sorts of other equations and systems that you need to calculate many variables for. So that's dynamics. As for my main internship, I say main because I'm going to be spending the most time in it over the summer. It is at Newport News Shipyard. It is a 40, a 1040 where it's 10 weeks over the summer, 40 weeks, 40 hours a week for eight hours a day, just a nine to five. Um, I am in a specific department there that focuses on like quality and how you manage problems. That's the gist of the work I do. I use a software called Microsoft Project, but to be honest, I've, I'm never sure what to say and I'm always paranoid just because it is very proprietary since, you know, the shipyard builds nuclear submarines. I got to be careful with the words I use, but that's the gist I use. Microsoft Project to work on project and quality management at the shipyard. And I've got my own special project I'm about to wrap up now that the summer is almost over and those 10 weeks are almost over. So that's the shipyard. The other internship, which I believe I've mentioned on at least one of the previous podcasts I've been lucky to have, is with the Virginia Space Grant Consortium. So as I mentioned before, they're a grant so that everything is free, but it's to get high school students involved in STEM through one component, which is an online course. Even before COVID, it was online. You would have students fulfill modules. Like there would be 10 modules, including a final project to fulfill. If you did well enough, you'd be recruited to a summer academy where you would go see a NASA facility and you would work with other students from across the state of Virginia to collaborate on a mission. I worked on two different programs within the consortium this summer, one being Virginia Space Coast Scholars and one being the Virginia Aerospace Science and Technology Scholars. So I worked with Space Coast on their first week because they divide the weeks up in order to space them out for students and give everyone a break in between. And then the other two weeks of the summer have been with the Virginia Aerospace Science and Technology Scholars. I did, they call that week two, the second week of that program. I did that two weeks ago, and I'm in the middle of the third week here. In terms of progress, like I mentioned, the students, they work together to design a mock mission. The mock mission presentation, which you can find on the Space Grant Consortium's YouTube channel, if you could search today's data, it will approximate that. Um, they just finished presenting it. So for the students' part, their project is done, and this is just their evening to get ready. The last thing that remains for that is a um, presentation tomorrow at Langley, and their parents pick them up, and that's it. So I'm writing on the end of that for the other internship. So that's where I stand. I'm almost finished with the shipyard. I have two weeks left to finish that. And I am wrapping up this week for the Virginia Space Grant Consortium. And that's where I'm at in terms of my internships and what I do with them. Well, I mean, that sounds, I mean, even thus far, and I know, of course, we're 
you know, speaking in advance of the release and all, but I mean, that's, it's so interesting, like how much you've been doing thus far this summer. And I, I don't think there's any lie by saying that you are having a very productive summer 2023. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's going to be crazy looking in hindsight after I finish everything. It's like, I did all of that, but looking forward to it, I think, as the cool kids say, it's a pretty sick flex to have fun just to see what I accomplished because I do not know if I would have done that last summer. So it certainly is amazing to see how it progressed and yeah, exactly what I accomplished with this very busy summer. Yeah, I mean, but I'm glad that you're at least able to have these opportunities and so, like, I guess what has been a part of the highlight for, you know, for the summer? What have you been able to enjoy or have you been able to do some stuff outside of your, you know, your internships, your, you know, your class and any other commitments you might have? That's pretty tough because, well, because of the schedule that I'm on right now, it's very difficult to make spare time because as soon as I finish my shipyard job um, internship, I go back home to do dynamics, and that's most of my evenings. Rinse and repeat for the week. Then for the space grant consortium weeks, as you can see, I'm, again, I'm in a whole separate dorm away from my actual house. And because of how rigorous the schedule is to keep the students on track and make sure we get all the work we need to do done for our mission, it's usually very early, like 7 o'clock in the morning to go to breakfast to 10, 10.30 both for students to go to bed and for us interns, because we have to make sure that they are in their rooms, both for liability purposes and to make sure everyone knows what to do for tomorrow and get a good night's sleep. So because of that, this week it is very late. As I'm sure Brandon will mention, it is currently 11. No, it's, it's midnight on the dot, actually. So I'm, like I said, I'm very happy to be here. And that is what those timelines are like. To answer your question about the highlights, because of that timeline, most of my highlights are actually what I do during my jobs. One of the cool perks of being an intern at the Newport New Shipyard is that they love giving you tours of what the shipyard does. The shipyard, this is true for most jobs, but the shipyard especially, given how large it is, it is one of those jobs where no matter what building you go to, you'll never be able to fully explore every nuance of the shipyard. And they realize that. For people who've worked there 40 years, let alone an intern for 10 weeks. So what they've done, which are my favorite parts of ours, go on tours. We've toured an aircraft carrier and a submarine. And it is a surreal experience that even most of the shipbuilders have only been on once or not at all because of, again, the nature of the stuff that the shipyard works on. So that's the highlight for the shipyard. And I, I use that as an icebreaker for two truths and a lie, saying I've been on an aircraft carrier and a submarine, because someone's like, there's no way you've been on a submarine. I'll be like, no, that's the, actually the truth. I gotcha. And then for the Space Grant Consortium stuff, to be honest, the entire week, I would say, is a highlight just because it is so fun to encourage students in STEM. Um, for me, as an intern, even though most of my work involves facilitating the event between the students and the staff members, just the nature of seeing students learning about what they do, learning about what possibilities exist for high school students, even though we're there to help them, it always shocks me. And then going to Langley and Wallops, those are the um, NASA facilities where the Virginia Aerospace Science Technology Scholars and the Space Coast Scholars go respectively. 
It's always great to see those facilities, see a NASA facility in person, which again, you can't readily do because of the clearances required. And now that I mentioned, I actually happen to have a shirt on from it. Like I bought this at the gift shop today and we used it just to unwind after a busy day of the presentation. So I can't really summarize it succinctly in terms of a highlight for the Space Grant Consortium internship, but I think the highlight would probably just be the nature of the academy overall and how that culminates over the week. So I guess the consortium as a whole would be my highlight all three weeks of it. And then for the shipyard, even though it is fantastic as well, it's just, you, can, you just don't know how you can top a submarine and an aircraft carrier tour. So I have to say those are my um, highlights. Although, again, I could keep talking about that question alone for quite a while. Well, I'm sure you can, but I mean, that's just so cool that, like I said, that you're able to do this, have these experiences. And I know we spoke in our last discussion, which was last summer, but unlike this, where, you know, where we are heading towards the end of your summer semester and, you know, and on to your fall semester, last year, it was right after the spring semester had ended. So we hadn't really had summer yet. And so I know back then we discussed you know, that for you, you were going for the space grant programs, going from a student to, you know, to then being a you know, instructional intern. And so, you know, now that you've been doing this for your second summer, I guess, how is the experience being able to be on the other side of it? It is very enjoyable. And I think I might've mentioned this earlier, but you always learn something new every time. For context, for those who happened to have not heard my podcast or if I didn't mention it earlier. Last summer, I ended up doing two weeks of those programs. And so they were both with the Space Coast program. So that was my first experience interning for the Space Grant Consortium. Now this summer, as I mentioned, I had three, the first being Space Coast again, and the other two being Virginia Aerospace Science and Technology Scholars. So this summer, I had two things going for me. The first was that week one, Logistically, will always be the most difficult week. And the reason that is, is because since it's the first week of doing everything, some people will have to troubleshoot logistics about whether things are the same as they've been in the past or new in the future. If there are any new staff members who need to feel it out for their first time, how that will go down. And then logistical stuff with NASA, because it's our privilege to be there. So we have to sort that out. So last summer I did it the later two weeks, meaning that everything that could have happened on week one was sorted out then when I wasn't there. So the first part that was fun logistically was doing that week one. Now, for the other two, I did the Virginia Aerospace Science Technology Scholars one. Now, I had done that as a student, so I have had experience with the program. But the interesting thing was that was the first year of COVID. That was the summer of 2020. So that was a whole different experience for me as a student. The two things I had to learn, especially for the second week, is that it was my first time interning for that program in the summer, and it's first time being in person. So even though I had interned three times prior for all of those Space Coast weeks, I treated myself as a new intern because again, it's a whole different learning experience, even though there were some facets of it I knew from my time as a student. So that was week two, and now this week I've Still don't consider myself quite experienced because I'm still learning the nuances of what's consistent, what's different from week to week. But it's always good to be learning something new, which 
even though it might not be the best thing to hear as an intern, where it's like, you're still learning how to do your job. It's still a great experience to learn to facilitate and understand that even though the students are learning and the programs for their benefit to learn and grow, us interns, we're not, um, we're not quite just independent from the students. We're more similar than they'd be inclined to believe. So we are always growing and learning ourselves. And I think that's one of the fun parts about um, the space grant consortium internships is that even though it's always great to be there, you've had experience, you've been on the other side, it's good to remember that you're always learning and growing as well. So I think that is one of the favorite parts of the program and why I like coming back every year. Yeah, I mean, even for me, like with my own personal experiences, like, you know, last summer and the summer before that, I mean, those were some um, those were some of the best summers I've had. I mean, just truly because, you know, I, I'm a lifelong learner. I love learning and I love helping other people learn. And so being able to do that, have those types of fun, educational, all around experiences. I mean, like, I don't know, they're just so once in a lifetime, amazing opportunities that you can just enjoy again and again. And it doesn't get old, you know, don't get me wrong. Like there are, of course, you know, stresses and ups and downs, but it's all in good fun. That's part of the experience. And that's what makes it great seeing um, students be truly challenged. One thing that I've seen in my college experiences is that is super challenging, especially this year with aerospace. And one thing that I realized in the moment when I was a student as well, but now can fully appreciate and understand now that I've experienced the program just holistically two times with these two internships, is that if you are if it is difficult for you, then you're doing it right. And that's the whole point is to throw students, the analogy I've heard in college, and it's true here too, that you're using a fire hose to um, give the students as much as you can. And they're not going to absorb all of it because there's just too much to process between all of the seemingly esoteric terms, you know, otherwise in everyday language, combined with all sorts of concepts that you haven't heard of, even though some may be applied in the coursework, not everything will be applied in the academy. So you're still being bombarded with new terms. And then combine that with what I call a college simulation in the sense that some of these students are learning to live by themselves for the first time without their parents. That's another facet that, although it goes smoothly because of how scheduled and regimented the program is, it's something that you can't really ignore just because it's just unheard of in some cases. And it's all of those things combined that um, it's just remarkable and always a good learning experience. Yeah, and speaking of you know your own educational experiences, so you know, so how was your overall sophomore year of college for you? Like, how was how was that? Because it's been a little bit since you know since we last spoke. Because I think yeah, both times you spoke, we spoke that was your freshman year. So how was sophomore year for you? It was pretty darn tough and I'll admit I took a bit of a gut punch in terms of um, just how the classes went because I realized now how difficult it was. It was definitely a learning process but the content was super exciting. It was just a matter of realizing just what it entailed because just like I said how Virginia Aerospace Science Technology scholars and by extension all the space grant programs if you're not if it's not hard not doing it right that was true for the specialized aerospace classes as well. So it 
was a different experience entirely just because it was hard like that and the fact that that I realized in hindsight looking at my freshman classes that they were um, iterations of classes and concepts I've taken prior. So it was quite a lot to handle, but I've had a lot of other interesting things happen as well that didn't happen freshman year. In terms of extracurriculars, I've still been pursuing the astronomy club. It's had some ups and downs too that logistically have happened, but that's something else that's been going on. And then I'm trying to think, the rocketry design team, I'm in NASA student launch. I believe I mentioned a lot about it in our previous podcasts, but I've been doing a different role entirely there as well. Last year, I was working on avionics and guidance navigation control. That's one aspect of the rocket that I covered. And the other aspect that I covered this year was entirely different. It was a research sub-team where we developed new technologies, namely roll stabilization and an active braking system for the launch vehicle to see if we could implement that in future missions to further um, control the aperture we reach in the competition. It was the classes combined with different extracurriculars that made it very challenging. Although I think I grew up to the occasion, it was definitely a very humbling experience to see just how truly difficult it was. Well, nevertheless, though, I mean, I mean, I'm, I feel like that's always the thing with college is that I feel like as soon as you get adjusted to how it is, that's when everything changes. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm thinking, too. I realized that, obviously, going to sophomore year, the changes, and I realized that going to the summer with the changes, but something that I've mentioned to the students, just like I've mentioned here, is that, yeah, if it's uncomfortable or hard, then that's how you know you're doing it right. I'm slowly realizing not so much that it applies to me because I've realized that too going into all of these years, but I'm realizing that it doesn't really go away with experience. Some people have that with college though, where they figure things out and it comes too. But one thing I've also mentioned is that, at least to the students I've mentioned, is that college is a unique experience for everyone. So whenever people will ask at a panel, Sometimes the students will ask us at a panel we have specifically set aside for them about what tips they have. A lot of interns will give good advice, but my advice is to allow them to understand themselves because at the end of the day, um, the students themselves make that choice, not us. And that's what I'm realizing too. It's up to me to kind of make that choice and realize what tolerances I have. So that's what I think I have to say about that just in terms of adjusting yourself and realizing how you can grow and learn. Yeah, that is so true. And I mean, even for me, like like we said, that everyone's experience is their own. And so like, for me, my experience would be very different than yours. Like I never lived on a, uh, you know, on a college campus. I have been a you know, remote student my entire, well, actually a majority of my undergraduate career. The only reason I say that is because I actually did do half a semester before, you know, before COVID, you know, um, as a early college commuter student at a community college. But other than that, like everything else has been, you know, remote by choice. And so, you know, it, yeah, it's an interesting experience, but I mean, it really comes to show that there is no one college experience that everyone's gonna, gonna have. And, you know, it's just like, even if it is different, it's like, embrace it. You know, it's, you know, like for better or worse. I mean, 
it's at least a time for you to explore your educational and life bounds, I suppose. And you just try something new, learn something new, you know, maybe take a class in something that, you know, maybe you just have a slight interest in, but you want to expand upon it. You know, you never know what you're going to learn. Yeah, it's absolutely the time for that. There's a lot of things I was thinking about as you were talking there at first. And it's a funny juxtaposition is that when you mentioned that you were barely in person on campus for a semester before COVID, it occurred to me that now that I've been taking my summer class, I have taken a virtual college class. So I can now say the majority of my classes have been in person and with a little bit of virtual experience, whereas it's really the exact other way around. Um, as for your other point about everyone making their own experience their own and trying new classes, I think that's absolutely true. I don't remember if I mentioned the previous podcast, but in my freshman year, I was taking jazz history as an elective. I had a little bit of experience with that as a class, but that was a little new for me, too, just learning the nuance of jazz, even though it wasn't quite as relevant to STEM in that sense. That was a learning experience for me. One thing that I think is more relevant, both in terms of spend of STEM, excuse me, and relates to your point better is my sister. She is going to take an astronomy course next fall, unless things have changed. But the reason I have to say that is because she is currently a business major. Um, I think it is both because of a genuine interest and I can't help but wonder how much my hobby slash obsession has um, inspired her to try it. But that will certainly be a step for her because even though it's not quite as esoteric as I've described it, seeing as I have my own niche of stargazing and the technical instruments like telescopes, the very specific eyepieces and whatnot that I use. I'm very curious to see how she will learn that since it seems out of her wheelhouse based on her reactions to some of the esoteric knowledge I've used. But I just think that will relate to your point too. And that's always good to try something new. And I think business astronomy juxtaposition kind of exemplifies that. So now that your sister's going to be taking, yeah, potentially an astronomy class, now that means you have to double up and go take a business class, right? I wish I had the time for that. Maybe I'll write her an IOU, but you never know. I I did take, you know, a basic like job course class in high school, and actually, I just remembered. I guess that's a sign of how tired I am since it's been a very long, well, not a long day since it's sixteen minutes technically, but it's I've been up a while. I actually, one of the courses required for aerospace is principles of microeconomics. I did take that last semester, and it was a very good class. I did get an A in it, which I was ecstatic about to show Lauren, my sister, even though she admittedly still did better than me. But um, I did take a business class, so now that I'm thinking about it, if anything, I think it's her turn, which it will be next semester. Well, at least you have that type of close relationship with your sister. Yeah. There's a lot we talk about. One thing that I will say is that we go to rival schools, me being tech and her being UPA. We all have good fun and talk about the pros and cons of each. But it's always, we, we make it work wholesomely. Because even though no one has it with ill intent, we don't quite really emphasize the rivalry other than just in passing. So it's always been good fun. Wow. Well, you know, nevertheless, though, at least you're able to, you know, I mean, you know, as I said, expand your horizons a bit more, and she's able to expand, you know, expand hers. And so it'd be interesting, like, when you all get a chance to compare notes and, you know, and have that type of banter, because I'm sure that, sure, that'll probably be a really fun family conversation. 
Yeah, it absolutely has been. We've talked a lot over the summer and everyone enjoys it. The one thing I do think about, though, is that, first of all, obviously, it's crazy seeing people leave for college, both, um, both now realizing what my parents went through in college and just again, my sibling just being gone in a different part of the state. But it's also kind of crazy that even though I can hear what she's saying, I can't really relate to it because I can't imagine myself like physically on UVA's campus. Because again, I've only seen it in tours and we go to uh, visit her and pick her up and what building she's in. So that's kind of crazy to me just that even though I understand what she's saying and it's awesome, it's just I can't quite relate spatially to what she's doing. So even though it's great to compare notes, it's just something I always keep in mind, just how different it really would be and how I really don't know what she's been doing now, which I guess is just a part of growing up and going to college from like a sibling perspective. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, it's one of those things too, like for me, I do my best to like keep in close contact with a lot of my friends and yeah, it's one of those things where like, like a lot of my friends, yourself included, are doing just such amazing things. And like, I'm, it's always so fun being able to hear what you all are doing and, you know, but it's one of those things, like I try to like picture myself in, in you all you know, doing the amazing stuff you're doing, it's like, it's like, but at the same time, it's like me having at least not even really knowing the, I guess, the campus experience, so to speak, of like anything. It's just like, it's like, I'm just like making up scenarios. <laughs> like, I, I don't really know what exactly happens, like aside from TV shows and books, but like, cool, I guess. Yeah. I remember we talked about that before. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy to think about. And that's something kind of taking this at a different angle too, is just the amount of empathy that requires, because even if it's not entirely emotional, I do think of that as a form of empathy, trying to relate to being in someone's shoes. When it comes to logistics like that, being on a different campus and stuff, I sometimes try to imagine literally being in someone else's shoes, like seeing what they see, but like on an everyday basis. But even though I can't do that, and again, like we both said, you can't really relate to what someone is doing if you can't really see them and know where they're going. I do try to use that as a bit of a tool of empathy thinking. Uh, what would happen if I'm in someone's shoes, whether it's a friend of mine who's going through something good and bad. It's just just different seeing it through their shoes or sometimes trying to the best of my ability, putting myself in some of the student's shoes for space grant consortium programs. It's just very interesting to focus on how you can improve your um, empathy, whether it's um, physically and not just emotionally, but adding on to the emotional aspect of empathy with that physical understanding to the best of your ability. Yeah, that is so true. And like for you speaking with the students and everything and, you know, and getting to know them, is there any like part of you that sort of was like, oh, it's like, I remember this, like when I was first starting off with college or, yeah, or it's like, oh yeah, well, when I was in the summer program, I, yeah, I did this. I mean, and being able to relate their experiences to your own. That's that's pretty tough. I will say at first, just because this is the time gap, it's been a while since I've had to seriously remember my time as a student. So that's something I have to consider too. Um, in terms of college, I remember we've talked quite a lot in the past with some of my other interns. One of them, my interns, I actually reached out to at college, and we were able to sit down and just talk a bit. It was a very lovely discussion that 
had you been able to hear it, it would have basically been identical to this podcast, where it's just a good back and forth discussing topics we're all interested in. But yeah, that part of it was very good to know from an empathy perspective. As for the students here, I will be honest, sometimes it's a little more difficult just because I'm still learning the experience at the same time they are. In terms of colleges, though, um, I do empathize to the best of my ability because you'll get a lot of generic questions in terms of what colleges are looking for, what you could put on your resume, how to improve your score. But it is good just going back to empathize and remember what I did back when I applied to college. And even though it's a little difficult between logistics, if something has changed, or realizing that I can't entirely relate to them because of that difference and not knowing the students beyond the very short time that I've known them at the academy, it's still good to emphasize with them. And even if I don't have the logistical answers, instead of just saying I something along the lines of I'll get back to you or I don't know, just try the best to empathize with them. And I will think about what I would do if I were me, what I'm thinking of them based on what they've told me. It's everything in my power to put myself in their shoes so that even if I can't give a satisfactory answer, I let them know that I've considered every aspect of it and tried to give them a wholesome, holistic, complete answer. Yeah, to me, I mean, that's always so important. Like, I even remember myself from the student angle. I've always been someone who asks a lot of questions because I, I like to understand the full aspect of of everything. And so... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there were several teachers probably annoyed with the amount of questions I asked. But, you know, it's like I want to be best prepared. Like, it's like, okay, you're telling me that I'm about to start college. Here's my list of questions. Everything I need to know. How can I best be prepared? When, in reality, I don't think any sort of, I mean, I don't think even with the amount of preparedness I was trying to do, nothing can fully 100% prepare you for every single life experience. But... I love it whenever people are able to, like you said, like be honest with the answers and be genuine, take genuine interest, like in hearing, you know, hearing the questions and being able to answer fully. And so I'm very appreciative of the fact that you were able to do that. Yeah. I'd like to think that between last year and this year, I've had a lot of experience answering questions like that at the Academy. And between that and my own experience as college for better and for worse, I can, Again, just try to give a holistic um, answer to their questions and give them the best step forward that we can, which, again, that's the whole purpose of the consortium. So that's what I'd like to do, and that's what I think helps the students out beyond the um, objectives of the consortium goals themselves. Yeah, and I'm sure that your experience, you know, mentoring students back at Virginia Tech a couple months, months ago um, helped out in that regard. Absolutely, yeah. There's just so many things to think about. I, um, yeah, that was definitely quite an interesting experience. It was very awesome to see students at Tech. Sometimes I have to differentiate mentally that the students aren't going to Tech and the Tech students weren't part of the Space Grant sometimes. But yeah, it's definitely a whole different angle in regard to that mentoring program at Virginia Tech compared to the Space Grant stuff. Since in the Space Grant, you have a limited amount of time to design a mission, whereas at Tech, it's a matter of getting over a long time and acclimating them to engineering finally. It's definitely been a great help learning from my mentoring experience at Virginia Tech, and I've used that 
both to elaborate on my whole personal philosophy that it's ultimately up to you, but I can just suggest what you should feel and leave the rest up to you in terms of giving them a holistic answer that's accurate while also trying to tailor to them as best I can. It's just a different experience between doing that with tech and applying it forward because I've had more experience related to them versus a space grant where I do my best to emphasize with them more because I don't know them as well. I think those two experiences and their different levels of understanding both logistically in what they're doing that I can relate to versus the experiences they share and how much I invest in them in the given time that I have. Well, I'm so glad that, you know, that you're working to, as I said, working to help out these students and, you know, and be someone that's able to be there for them and root them on for the success from high school students, like in these programs to, you know, to the college students that you were mentoring and that you're able to have all these great experiences to help you out on your, you know, further de degree plan. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the dream. I've heard a lot of students through these programs, a lot of them will tend to be directly invested in engineering, but it's very cool seeing the diversity as well, as much as you can. That is part of the consortium too, encouraging diversity and hence having the Space Grant Consortium, which being a grant is free for the students who involve in this. Crazy as it is, it's awesome that all the experiences between having a dorm to live in, going to a NASA facility and logistically figuring out lunches is free. That's an awesome part of it too. But there are plenty of times during those intern panels when the students ask questions about college that they focus on specific roles and majors. One thing that, to be honest, I'm not always sure how the students realize this if they do, but it's difficult to communicate for us is just the sheer diversity of the interns as well and the people who facilitate it because most students are used to seeing just either their specific person, whether it's a mentor or intern or a group in context. But in the intern panel we had this week specifically, we've had a good amount of aerospace students, but it was very interesting. So three of them are from aerospace, including me. One is a rising sophomore who's just getting into aerospace. They have declared that they are an aerospace major, but have not taken specific courses, which they're taking the courses I would have taken last year. Um, I'm a rising junior, as I mentioned, I'm now starting to go into the more air specialized aerospace stuff. My curriculum last year was still general engineering and STEM classes, but a good amount of them were either specialized but semi-introductory or just a concept that is just regular STEM, but with an emphasis on the aerospace-related aspects into almost all my classes are aerospace-related completely, and it gets extremely more specialized. That's where I'm at as a rising junior. And then the last person who is a rising senior at Virginia Tech Aerospace, they have taken a lot of the hard classes, and they're still going strong, but it's just insane to see the difference between two of us in terms of the knowledge of the classes we've acquired. One of the teams that is emphasized for the Virginia Aerospace Science Technology Scholars Program is Mission Transit, where they determine the orbital trajectories for launch vehicles in their mission, where they go in orbit and go into deep space in a certain order. The crazy part to me is that the intern who is a, ri who is a rising senior now knows orbital mechanics. So unlike me, they can fully flush out that aspect of the design process, which just blows my mind. I guess it just shows to show that um, the interns 
will still do their best to promote diversity. And I don't think the students, because of their high school experience, can't quite grasp that. So it's always great to know that even when we do use that mentoring experience to show whether college students or high school students, it's just there's always a new level of diversity that you have to consider and always use to grow yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I think I love about even doing this podcast, like the great diversity of fields that everyone is in. And I mean, and even the interest, I mean, like, I don't know, like not no two people have the same interest, but I think so many different people complement each other in, in regards to their interests. And it's so fun um, being able to to meet people and get to know them better. And yeah, and what you're saying is so true too, is that even like the levels of education that you get and the specialization into it, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless there. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little difficult to say this, especially since I've juxtaposed before with a brief time interval. I've mentioned before that, I mentioned to the students that it's logistically difficult to say exact advice given how I've known them for such a short period of time. And that's something I've emphasized for them. The difficult part in saying that is that it implies that I do not know a lot about them because of only knowing them for a short period of time. I still do my best to relate to the students and learn about them as people. So I think hopefully by the end of the academy, they've still learned a lot about each other and fostered those connections. It's just the way I phrased it before. Sometimes that is not I do not accurately communicate that. It's just the way I think to phrase it is even though it's true, I don't know them that much for six days. I still learned a lot about them in general. It's just that based off of those six days, I do not know their entire life. And I'm realizing in hindsight, as I'm actively learning during this podcast, how I could have phrased that better. So I think it's, I've still learned a lot about them as students and usually have a great time saying goodbye and just like realizing how much we've learned about each other and how much we respect each other versus those um, questions about, for example, university applications that are open-ended and I have to say that kind of stuff where it's just ambiguous because I haven't known them for their entire life, but I still have that knowledge of them and the time interval I'm given. So it's just that juxtaposition that I both remember to show that I've still learned a lot about them and we've become great friends, but also just the ambiguity factor of me not knowing all about them, all about them, to give the most accurate questions I can and answers that I can for said question. Yeah, that makes sense, though. And even though that we are, you know, gradually, you know, wrapping up our discussion, I did want to actually flip that question and say, so what do you think that they learned about you during these six days? <laughs> that's a good question, and that's a tough one, too. I'm just... I haven't thought about that. One thing that is part of that panel program is that we always use our contact information and we give a brief blurb about ourselves. Um, a tough part about the space grant programs from my lens in terms of them learning about us is that we're there for them. And the reason why that is is because us interns, we invest all our effort into the students because we want them to learn, grow, and have a good time. I do that organically where I usually do not provide, not necessarily not an active influence, but I give them the room to 
maneuver for themselves. And remember and emphasize for me personally that the intern's role is to facilitate. Because obviously in terms of designing the mission, I can't do that for them. That's something that I definitely don't do. But when I go up to see how they're doing, I just ask them basically what's up in a very casual tone and ask them what they're working on. And then usually they explain it to me and I give my suggestions. The reason I bring all that up is because since I focus on them in the manner I describe, it's not very common they ask about me because I emphasize their project. So to answer your question about what you think they learned from me, a lot of it does tend to be during the panel, only when we get a chance to talk about ourselves, because otherwise this academy is about them. So even though that instance is usually the only time they can learn some hard details about me in terms of, um, you know, college, major, what I want to do, between the answers I give and my behavior during the academy, I think I just... I strive to give them a role model of what I can be in my actions and in my words and thoughts. So I do give them explicit advice based on what I've learned during that panel. It just depends ultimately on whether they notice my actions more during the academy that leaves an impression in their memory to carry forward or um, what they've learned through my half networking through the intern panel for me as an intern and just the um, explicit knowledge that I've given them. So what I try to give them is both of those experiences, whether consciously me trying to help them or subconsciously being a role model. But just like I would say to a student, that's ultimately up to the students themselves to determine. So the factors I described are what influences what they learn, but what they learn, I just strive to present, and then it's up to them to take away. You know, what you just mentioned actually reminds me a little bit of, you know, like what I help strive to do here in the sense of, I'm here to host, but I want to highlight your story. Like, you're going to learn a bit about me through the questions I ask, and the somewhat relevant stories I add on to it but it's it's about you I want to I want to hear your story and so it's like so I definitely feel like you're sort of using that same positioning you know to speak with the students like you want to yeah get to know them and their meaning behind the project but you know but it's like the characterization about you sort of just comes with the nature of how you're doing it yeah did not consciously think of that, I'll admit. And that's awesome, yeah. So one quick thing I'll ask for you, kind of a reverse Q&A, is what you've thought about your experiences on the podcast in terms of what you've seen from guests and what takeaways, because I know the takeaway of your podcasts are for everyone to learn more and become more involved in what they want to do. But I'm curious to hear from your perspective from like a reverse Q&A, because I imagine it's not very often someone asks you a question in turn you know it's it's been a moment but yeah i mean <laughs> it, it's always i think a fun highlight though whenever whenever it does so thanks for the question yeah i would say that well you know I, i've shown you my you know my notes here and there of what i've taken because for the most part i tend to take like extremely extensive notes on you know on conversations and so and so i would say that Ooh. 
you know, I, I uh, it's always so interesting, but I would say that for me, like some of the stuff I've learned, like, I guess over the years of doing this is like, is how much like people, like how much you can do when you're really dedicated to your craft. And I think sometimes that there's certain things that people say that like to me relate directly back to me. Like, I don't know if I am having trouble, like adjusting my, you know, my calendar and then I'll just have a guest on where they just mention something brief. And it's like, Oh, like that, that clicks exactly to the situation that I'm like working on right now. And it just sort of works out like that. And I, I'm very much a believer in that everything sort of works out in the way that it should. And so, you know, sometimes that, you know, there may be times where like, I don't know, I just have an interview with someone I've never met before, but their conversation is just so impactful that like I've rewatched it several times in editing, just to fully take in and grasp. Like, for instance, my conversation, my first conversation with you, I mean, I remember you mentioning like extensively about your stargazing and your like love of ex like exploring the unknown, like in that sense. And I, yeah, I know that was one of the many like standouts that I've, you know, gone through in 2022, but I mean, there's so much you can learn. There's so much to, you know, to really take away from. And so, and so, I mean, I can honestly say that I've absolutely loved meeting every person that's come on. It's not like everyone but one person. No, I've actually like really honestly enjoyed every single person and I've learned something from every conversation, just like, you know, this is our third conversation here, the second on video, but, you know, I've learned a bit, you know, about your interests and, you know, even you as a person from each, each of our conversations. So hopefully that's a, yeah, that's a decent answer, but I mean, yeah, I, I absolutely love doing this and I think it's just such a thrill being able to, you know, to do this. I mean, who really thought that me, the very introverted person would even be doing this in 2023, but here we are and I'm loving it. I was about to say, I guess you are doing that now, aren't you? But yeah, it's absolutely incredible to think about that aspect of it. And I will be honest, sometimes one of the things that I am sad about this summer in terms of scheduling and time availability is that I have not made time to rewatch all the podcasts that we've had in the past because for the same reasons you just stated, it's always really valuable hearing about people on your podcast, just learning about their experiences. I will admit some of them are good friends of mine who have equally networked with you in the past, both as friends and through professional jobs it's um, always a pleasure to hear a renewed opinion and just again just incorporate that into your learning experience so it's just always a pleasure to be on here and that's why i say that now that i guess we've flushed that topic out it's just always a learning experience for both people and so it's just a very nice discussion yeah this has been just such a really nice and fun discussion and you know zachary you are always welcome here on the platform because like i said this is just truly a fun discussion thank you so much for like squeezing this into your schedule like it's like not only did you volunteer to come back twice now but you know but you were able to do it on a busy week that you have 
like and like at this time so yeah i can see right now it's i think it says 12:42 here and i'm always thrilled and i'm happy i have invested enough effort into this that i am still you know a coherent person but i can't help but imagine that after this i'm gonna go hit the bed <laughs> well no worries i don't blame you for that but like i said this is been fun as always but last but certainly not least as you know because you know since you've been here and you are you know whenever you're not super busy a regular um you know viewer so first of all if there's anywhere that people can tune in to find what the amazing stuff that zach phelan court's doing where's the best places that they can find hmm. that's a tough one to be honest the best place that i would say you can look for um, information about me professionally would be my LinkedIn. One project that, again, I'm trying to fit time in for is to revise said LinkedIn now that in the space grant environment I'm working on improving professionally. Professionally would be my LinkedIn. One thing I've been trying to do with mixed results is posting about my astronomy adventures on my Instagram. So if you'd like to follow my Instagram to see photos I take, I would recommend that's the place to tune into. And those are the two major social media outlets I use since I will be honest, I'm not huge social media person in terms of daily interactions. I just message, but my LinkedIn professionally and my Instagram um, in terms of astronomy photos. And then if you want to message me to learn more about me as an individual, I recommend you reach out to the email I've listed through this podcast. Yeah, that sounds great. And last but certainly not least, I did want to allow for you to leave with a closing thought, whether that be an inspirational thought, uh, you know, a warm message, motivation, whatever the case may be, the floor is all yours. Take it away. Some of think this is the hardest part of the podcast, all things considered. Hmm, I'm trying to, I can't say I know what I left last time, so I'll have to see what it is. For this specific instance, based on what we've discussed, I would say that one of the important takeaways to learn in general is to learn yourself. Because advice is only as good as how you implement it. So learning about yourself first is crucial to any decision you make. So just learn yourself. And then, like you said, everything will fall into proper place just realize that it's ultimately on you and your decisions and everything else is just an afterthought learn yourself first i love that well as always thank you so much zachary for everything and i can't wait to speak with you again absolutely it's always a pleasure brandon to you as well for those of you watching or listening thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of tanson talks i always love doing these discussions but until next week, have a wonderful day, and let's continue on our mission to bring people together. I'll see y'all later. Take care.